What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. I am super excited, actually, to bring on one of my fave humans that I've been dying to get on the new show. We're joined by Tim Redman, founder of 48 Hills. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Kat. So happy to be on your show. I'm really happy to have you. Um, Tim, we highlighted in depth your your story about John Crew this morning, the state terror roundup, but wanted to just start our time together with you saying a few words about the legendary John Crew. Yeah, you know, I was... Um I was talking to a couple of other friends of John's and um, police reform advocates, and uh, one of them said, you know, we really need to come up with a list of, you know, all of the reforms that John has been involved in over the last 40 years. Like, you know, and, and I just said, where would we start? I mean, it's all of them. <laughs> I mean, every positive form or change that has happened to law enforcement and policing in San Francisco had John Cruz involvement in one way or another. Um, he, you know, he was the ACLU's police practices lawyer for many, many years. He was also an organizer and an advocate, um, you know, all the way from, you know, 1984 when he started, he um, was observing the police including Gary Delanus, young Gary Delanus, who later became the notorious head of the Police Officers Association. Anyway, he was observing them harassing homeless people in front of City Hall and citing them under a law that had recently been overturned. And the cops, Delanus, asked him what he was doing, and he refused to tell them or identify himself because he said the law has changed and I don't have to. And he was, of course, arrested, which led to a lawsuit, which led to the police stopping demanding ID and doing that all the way from there up into, you know, the creation of the OCC and the Department of Police Accountability and all of the general orders reforms. And, you know, I mean, he was the day before he died, he was speaking at a fundraiser for John Hamasaki, who's running for district attorney on a progressive platform against the incumbent Brooke Jenkins, who has just once again said we are reinstating the war on drugs. I mean, John's entire career was about, um, police accountability and police reform. He was also just a good guy. I mean, everyone liked him. Everyone liked working with him. um, And he was just so dedicated to to what he did. Yeah. And when I needed actual like facts and logics and understanding the the mechanisms of of parts of the system to accompany my rage, John was the call to make, right? He just just knew everything and he is definitely going to be missed. Um, All right. Tim, I've been tracking the shenanigans of your mayor, <laughs> Lunch and Breed, and these resignation letters and the, the police commission. So I want to walk through it um, slowly. I want to start at the beginning. Uh, well, the beginning of, I guess, the explosion in the media. Talk about Max Carter Oberstone. Who is he? Okay. He is a lawyer with a very prominent firm in San Francisco, and he was appointed to the police commission by Mayor London Breed. Now, the way the police commission works, there are four people appointed by the mayor and three appointed by the board of supervisors. So the mayor, mayoral appointees control that commission. This is very important to the mayor. Um, She um, is very concerned about policing in San Francisco. She is known to drive around the city and text the chief and say, there's a homeless encampment here. There's this going on here. I want this taken care of. All right. So 
he was appointed to the police commission. He um, served his term and then came up for a reappointment, which is very common with police commissioners. Often, um, if they do a good job, they get a second term. And while he was waiting for the mayor to file the paperwork for him to be appointed for a second term, several different at different points, different mayoral aides got in touch with him and said, well, we're going to need you to sign an undated resignation letter. Um, we're going to need you to sign a letter that basically says, I hereby resign from the police commission, sign it and give it to the mayor. So essentially she can put it in a drawer if she ever needs it. This disturbed him. Um, and <laughs> needless to say, um, and and yet he did it because he thought that that's what everyone did, because essentially that's what he was told. Well, you know, everybody does this. We do this with all the commissioners. And the reason they did this, he was told, is that they had an experience with a, with a port commissioner who um, was charged with various ethics violations. And the city attorney was investigating and he refused to step down and then refused to go to any commission meetings, leaving the commission sometimes short of a quorum. So in an emergency situation like that, he was told, the mayor needs to be able to remove someone. Now, no one is remotely suggesting that Max Carter Oberstone would be in that situation. Right? He's a very widely respected guy. Nevertheless, so he does this. Right? Now, shortly afterwards, the um, mayor decides that she wants Larry Yee to be president of the police commission. Well, Max had been working for a long time on pretext stops. And you know what pretext stops are, but just for, for listeners who might not know, pretext stops are cops pulling someone over, mostly people of color, for a minor traffic violation, a burnt out tail light, right, an expired tag, something like that, and using that as a pretext to try to get them, try to search the car, try to find something else, trying to basically um, find a reason to arrest or harass people of color, which is what these pretext stops are and have been. And, and the data on them is very, very clear. So Max has been working to try to change the general orders for the San Francisco Police Department that deal with pretext stops and essentially eliminate them. Say you can't pull someone over for a minor traffic violation and then use that to try to, for example, ask for a consensual search of the car. Right. Oh, can I look in your car? Um, oh, you've got, you're in trouble now. Oh, right. So this is really important to him. He was worried as he testified um, at a hearing two days ago. He, um, he was very worried that the, that Larry Yee might delay or bury this because the police commission president can, for example, not put things on the agenda. So he voted for Cindy Elias, who had been appointed by the Board of Supervisors. Now, Cindy has the most seniority on the police commission, is a very, again, widely respected leader. She, you know, she's very even-tempered and, and, and not, you know, seen as a wild partisan. So he voted for her. The mayor was very, very unhappy because essentially he was told that he wasn't supposed to vote for her, that he was supposed to vote for the mayor's candidate. All right, so. This happens, and now we get to the pretext stops. And there are a series of messages that um, reporters have gotten a hold of between various staffers in the mayor's office and Max, basically saying that the mayor's office doesn't want him moving forward on pretext stops the way he's doing, that she does not want him talking to the press about pretext stops without letting her know in advance, um, and that in fact, she wants him to show up at the first meeting of a working group on the pretext stops and make an impassioned speech to try to shut it down and try to essentially stop 
doing what he's doing. And Max says no. He's not going to do that. This is something he's been working on for a long time, at which point the mayor's office told him that there would be, and he said he's 80% certain that these were the words, very serious consequences, i.e., we're going to pull that letter out of the drawer and your resignation is going to be accepted. He um, immediately sent a letter to the mayor's office withdrawing his resignation letter. And he went public about this. He has talked about this. He appeared at the Government Audit and Oversight Committee um, on um, Tuesday and talked all about this publicly. And, and basically what the message that came out of that committee was, all right, most mayors of San Francisco, and I imagine this is the case in most places, appoint commissioners who they believe support their agenda. Right? That is nothing surprising or unusual. It'd be unusual if the mayor didn't appoint people who thought they would support the mayor's agenda. But under the city charter, because we've had issues with this in the past, because mayors have fired commissioners purely because they disagreed on a policy issue, it's in the city charter now that if you want to remove a commissioner, there's a process to do it. You have to file for removal, send that to the ethics commission. The ethics commission holds hearings and brings it to the board of supervisors, which gets to vote on whether or not to remove the person. This process takes a little while, but it's a process that exists just for the situations like this. Because once you appoint someone to a commission, they are supposed to have a certain degree of independence, right? You appoint the person, but you're not supposed to be telling them constantly, this is how I want you to vote on this, this is how I want you to vote on this. What became very clear from the hearing on Tuesday is that that is not how this mayor operates. This mayor likes to micromanage and direct and in some cases, it appears really push around her commissioners. When when um, Max voted for Cindy Elias for uh, police commission president, the mayor publicly called him a liar. Publicly said he had lied because she interpreted his comments when she was talking to him about the commission earlier that he would help her make changes at the top in the police department if she wanted to, i.e., Maybe she wants to get rid of the chief and put in someone else. That has nothing to do with who the president of the police commission is. But the pretext stops might. So that's the message that we got here. And this is what's going on. And Max is still on the police commission. And um, he um, is still pushing for changes in the pretext stops. We've only got just a couple of minutes, uh, Tim. But I mean, it's just mind boggling, though, I suppose it shouldn't be. I, I I couldn't help but sitting with Ray the fact that Breed co-conspired to you know with the folks that that recalled Chessa mm -hmm. um, and, and assured that Brooke uh, would ascend to the seat and was her Breed's office was writing her press releases and Breed's staff was sitting in staff meetings um, and now there's this stuff with the police commission. What what is her end goal with the criminal legal system in San Francisco? Like, what's what's her aim? Well, she just was, you know, part of a press conference announcing essentially that we're returning to the war on drugs, um, that we are going to arrest people who are using drugs on the street. This is something that, um, you know, San Francisco has not made a priority of doing because actually the last couple of DAs have kind of recognized that the war on drugs was a failure and that it essentially was put in place to criminalize black and brown people. Um, and yet the mayor is coming back to this. What does she want? Um, she wants to send a message to the voters that she's tough on crime. 
and that she's not going to allow crimes to happen in San Francisco and that we are going to return to the days when even minor infractions end up leading to arrests and incarceration. And that is the direction that she wants to take San Francisco very clearly. Supervisors Ronan, Ronan and Preston held a hearing earlier this week. Was there anything else new revealed and what are they saying are the next steps around this issue? Well, um, what was revealed is, is the, what I was talking about earlier, that the mayor essentially tell, is trying to tell her police commissioners exactly what to do on exactly which issues and that she has a clear agenda here. I mean, it, it became clear at the hearing that the mayor is not in favor of ending pretext stops and that she does not want her commissioners to take on issues like that. Um, and, you know, her, her chief of staff, Sean Ellsburn, showed up and, and um, Dean Preston asked him and said, well, suppose a member of the police commission demanded a undated resignation letter from the chief before the chief got hired. Would that be inappropriate? And Ellsburn said, yeah, yeah, that would be inappropriate. And yet when the mayor does it, it's perfectly fine. Although she has stopped doing this because the city attorney's office said it's probably unenforceable and in, in conflict with the city charter. All right, Tim Reverend, I've got to leave it there. I hope you'll come back. Thank you so much for joining us today. Always happy to be on your show, Kat. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask and the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.